Every so often I review literature that I've studied in the past that helps me to understand key financial principles. And I got to tell you, these aren't principles that I came up with myself. They're principles that very wise people have come up with over many, many years. These are principles that I've usually studied from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they're not exclusive to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're for anyone and everyone. These principles are time-tested. They're not just fly by the seat of your pants or fly by the seat of the night type of advice. This is stuff that actually works. It's not, uh, gosh, I've, in the last 25, 30 years, I've heard people give all kinds of different things about uh, second lines of, uh, you know, home equity lines of credit on your home and second mortgages and reinvest this and do this to avoid this. But these are things that actually work forever. They're really great principles. They're effective, not just now, but timeless principles. So here you go. Here's some of them. Be modest in your expenditures. That sounds like old language, modest in your expenditures. That's not just spending willy-nilly. It's even if you have to spend, how do you do it in a frugal, conservative sort of way? Pay off debt as quickly as possible. Sometimes people will tell you to actually get into debt because that's a good thing and it will help you build long-term financial this or that or whatever. You may need to get into debt occasionally, maybe for a home, maybe for education, maybe for business. But if you do, the goal is to get that paid as quickly as possible. How about this one? When financial trouble hits, are you willing to make sacrifices? Not just put more on a credit card, but actually make sacrifices. Often I hear of people getting into financial trouble. Something goes wrong. Something breaks down on the home, a car. Something goes wrong with children. And so they just get into more debt, thinking that if they put more on a credit card or borrow more from the future, that they'll be fine. But what sacrifices are you willing to make so that you can get out of this financial predicament instead of just using plastic? How about this one? When financial troubles hit, or even before and all the time, be honest. Are you honest in the things that you do? Are you honest so that those that hire you or those that work with you know that they can trust you because of your integrity? Setting financial goals is crucial to financial success. Instead of just letting things happen, we should have a relaxed uh, kind of a, I guess when it comes to our money, if we've set financial goals and we're pursuing them aggressively, it also gives us an opportunity to relax and an opportunity to track and to get better. That we can remember that slow is fast and fast is slow, as Stephen R. Covey said. Are we saving for the unexpected and the expected? How do you know what the unexpected is? Well, you can't plan for it, right? You don't know what it is exactly, but you could have resources so that when the unexpected hits, you can look at what's going, out, going on in the world and in your community. Are there drought-like conditions? Are there viruses? Are there job losses? Or look at the cycles. Oh, there's no job losses right now, but cyclically, this has happened traditionally, and so I should be prepared. You can look at what's happened with disintegration of families. Divorce, death, other circumstances may necessitate being really wise in preparing for the expected and unexpected. How about this one? Responsibility to manage finances should be shared between husband and wife with an attitude of trust and openness. Are you sharing those financial opportunities? Are you managing your finances together 
with trust and openness. You know how many times, you, well, you've seen this, people will jokingly talk about how they bought something without telling their spouse. I know of one situation where a very frustrated wife has a husband who makes a good amount of money, but every year on his annual bonus, he decides to blow the money on himself, to spend it on whatever he wants. And so he's got lots of fun toys, except he's got a disgruntled, frustrated wife, and he gets to selfishly lavish himself on what he believes is a hard-earned, hard-fought-for bonus. There's no trust. There's no openness with that. And there's a lot of selfishness. Discipline yourself to avoid debt. Not just being disciplined, not just avoiding debt, but disciplining yourself to avoid debt. And then finally, how about this one? Having reserves. Now notice it doesn't uh, say, or I didn't say, just have savings, but have reserves. For instance, I know someone, I know quite a few people, my wife and I do, where they have maybe a year supply of meat in the form of venison or in the form of elk or something else. And so these people that love wonderful food, wonderful beef and meat for their family have a reserve. Cool. There's some that will buy a cow every year or half a cow and they'll have that in reserve. I know people that want to have lots of fruits and vegetables around. And so they have maybe front yard, front yard and backyard. That's just vegetables. And so for three months of the year, six months of the year, depending on where they live for several months of the year, they have fruits and vegetables that they grow, that they can rely on, that even if they couldn't get them in the supermarket, they have them. These are reserves. There's, of course, those that have financial reserves, maybe at home or in the bank. There are those that have financial reserves that are in assets that they can pull out quickly. What about your reserves? What reserves do you have? Do you have a backup, a redundancy, I think is what they call in the computer world and networking and such. Do you have backups? Now, this doesn't mean have a huge amount of things that you're having to take care of, but what are you going to do when your car breaks down? What's going to happen when there's job loss or an income loss, in income interruption? What are you going to do when maybe there's a, a lack of gas around? Maybe there's a huge challenge with getting water where you're at. What are you going to have in reserve or resources in store so that you're prepared for pretty much anything that can come up? I hope you'll take a good, thoughtful look at your finances together, openly, honestly, and that you'll prepare for the future. I hope you'll look at some of these terms and ideas. These aren't mine. These are ones that I believe in and that I strive to become better at and that I strive to teach but I didn't come up with them, but I hope they'll become yours, that you'll adopt them like I've tried to do as well. Good luck.